0: Uh, Happy Memorial Day to everybody. Hope you're enjoying your Monday. Hope you're uh, walking with a loved one or getting in a workout while everybody else is sleeping or whatever floats your boat. What floats my boat is going to some of the best universities in the world and chopping it up. Uh, I think you're gonna enjoy this. Thank you so much to Stanford and and Tyra and the rest of the team over there for this class. Uh, I hope you enjoy this intellectual conversation and I think it will frame up uh, a lot of where my mind is on the macro uh, to be very frank, I think this is going to end up being one of uh, your favorite podcasts. Reading some of the uh, YouTube comments from uh, this uh, this interview and Fireside Chat at Stanford, uh, I think that uh, I think it might be a good idea to sit down with a green tea and get real, real intellectual right now. So enjoy Happy Memorial Day. Enjoy it. Uh, it's raining here in New York. That's me guessing, by the way, up front before the uh, this the day actually happens. This is me recording it before anyway? Raining here in New York. See ya. Uh, Hit me up on Twitter, I have a funny feeling. Oh, actually, I'm heading to uh, Finland today, so I will definitely be checking my Twitter more than normal, so check this out, listen, and hit me up and let me know what you thought of it. Hopefully we'll get to engage. Follow me on Twitter, if you're not, I am really pumping community management in that world. See ya.
1: I got it. Desk, wow, pretty newsy.
0: (laughs) Hello, class. Hello. How are you? I'm doing a lot of things, but, it's, but it's, really, it's really interesting. I'm doing a lot, a lot of things. There's 50 other things I could tell you I'm up to, but it's really interesting and it's really what we're talking about here in its most basic form. I'm actually only doing one thing. I'm day trading attention. Mm-hmm. I'm doing one very simple thing. I think the world is in change uh, and I think that there's overpriced and underpriced attention. We're spending a lot of time here. I remember from last year, I've been listening, even though I was on my phone for the first 30 minutes here, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of conversation here around the content, you know, meaning like, how do I want to present myself? A lot of things you've been debating and asking questions about. I think that it's a really interesting thing to make something happen, to make everything that you want to happen. It takes content and distribution. Mm-hmm. And there's very few people that uh, are doing a good job in really understanding both of them at the same time. And more importantly, unlike the world we grew up in, where distribution was so stagnant, and understood the content didn't factor the distribution into it. For example, making a 22 minute sitcom doesn't take into account television distribution because it didn't have to. Whereas making a video for Instagram or Facebook or YouTube has to understand how distribution works to have a chance to be successful. So artists are struggling with math and mathematicians are start struggling with
1: art. So you said there's, who's doing it good?
0: I'm not sure and that's the truth because I don't really spend any time on auditing who's doing it well or doing it good or doing it smart. I spend 100% of my time on the end consumer's attention.
1: So I wanna talk about attention when it comes to you. Okay. Um, You have built this business that continues to grow. I mean, last year, I don't know, double the size or something. But you also have a personal brand. Oh yeah, a a huge personal brand, a a personal brand that a lot of people know you as this person, this you know kind of celebrity CEO, and don't even really understand your businesses, but understand you. That's right. And the value that you're bringing to their lives. That's right. So tell me about the decision to make yourself a personal brand and why.
0: YouTube was two months old. I saw it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing, and I started a wine show in February 2006. I sat a desk like this and drank four bottles of wine for 20 minutes uh, and it exploded. It was, uh, you know, Google flew, uh, actually, Google? Yahoo, because it was, Yahoo Video was big at the time. Yahoo and Google. Google had bought YouTube when they flew me out but very early on I had 20 minute shows on YouTube. Like if you go back to YouTube and search videos that were made in 2006, nobody was making 20 minute videos like I was. I was just long winded and talked a lot and so they dragged out but I, I built a personal brand very early in the scheme of things because of the YouTube show and then Twitter came out and that's when I started getting smart and started investing in these things. I'm like, ooh, that's gonna be the next big thing. So I got on Twitter early. I was one of the first 25 people in the world to have a million followers on Twitter, which was really wild because everybody else was in, from Tech TV and you know Dignation. It was very techy, Twitter, the first two years. I was a wine retailer in New Jersey. Um,
1: what did you think mm-hmm. um,
0: so I built being a brand
1: the person, early. What did you think using your face, your name, your likeness? It came into more to business. Was it just about being famous or was it
0: about it, no. I thought like I was I thought I was, I, was I thought I was gonna do QVC the first day I did, you know, wine library TV. By the time my stock guy who set up the camera was set up and we were ready to film, I got scared. I used to have this a friend I I, I recall this very recently. I did something very early on in my career where it was extremely noble for like, pretty radical reasons that I didn't even need to or should have even maybe, right? And the kid asked me, why did I do that? And I, my answer was, because I'm scared the Dateline's gonna roll up on me and ask me the question. I, intuitively, at its earliest point, I understood the internet was gonna expose all the shadows of our society. Like, at a very young age, I figured it out. I didn't realize it, but all my actions spoke to it. So when Wine Library TV's first episode started, even though I wanted to sell wine, I was like, what if I'm at a party and somebody gives me a glass of wine and says, if Ryan's like, hey, what do you think of this wine? And I'm like, oh, it's terrible. You're like, well, you're a piece of shit. You said it was phenomenal on episode 136. And I was like, so scared of that, that basically from the beginning, I went ultra transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I was, I was doing it for business. I was 32 years old. I was an entrepreneur businessman. There was no fame, there was no, I was already, you know, I was a grown up. Like I wasn't like thinking, it wasn't what I dreamed to do. It's nothing that I I never thought that I would like walk through SFO like I just did right now and take nine selfies. That that was never a part of the equation. It was for business, I was a businessman. Uh, Do you think
1: having a personal brand is making you more money?
0: A hundred percent, but I don't think you need a personal brand to build your business. Mm -hmm. I think you need self-awareness to build your business. And so, one, you know. even listening to some of the questions, like David D's question here, like, like when I was listening to some of the questions, the, and I brought this up last year on this, and I, I'm gonna say this again, I understand the class you're in, but I'm an unbelievable buyer of betting on your strengths and punting your weaknesses and the thought Of operators and entrepreneurs forcing themselves to create personal brands is laughable because nine out of ten of them that I know have no shot, or are gonna waste way too much energy, or it's super uncomfortable. Now that doesn't mean if you're an introvert, you know. It was funny when you talk about like somebody just standing there. You know, I've I've always thought about authenticity. I'm like, if you are actually just monotone, if like for example, I think entertainment and, you know, I have shtick. Fine, that works for me, but. Some of the stuff that I most enjoy is just depth of knowledge. Like, I, you know, the, the people that have followed me around personal brand, a lot of them are not charismatic or pretty or that interesting. They're just such a deep expert in their field that their podcast, for example, is dominating. And even their video of just like them straight to camera, not dressed apart, not all that charismatic. A little bit awkward, but their information. But
1: to me, that's still a personal brand. I,
0: I so told Well, that's where I, I'm going. The, yeah, I totally agree. In
1: the beginning of this um, course, I say that it's not about being big, and it's not about being 100%. like you. That you can be shy, you can be awkward, you can be, and you can lean into that. Hundred percent.
0: And then just having context of like what I'm assuming the ambition of this room is. It, it's about self-awareness, mm-hmm. and and back to my self-awareness, you know as it started happening, I'm like, oh yeah, I was a good class clown, and oh yeah, like, I do wanna talk at the dinner table and control the conversation. So like, it, it became obvious to me, like, wait a minute, there's something here. And then, and then when I made the transition of talking about business, not about wine, it, was, it really went to a totally different place because, I, you know, this is what's great about documenting everything, I was saying things that nobody agreed with and then ended up being true. You know, like, like it just, you know, I. I like, what? Uh, like Instagram Like gonna get bought by Facebook and then it became true and then I'm on CNN for predicting it and then they're making fun of me because it was a billion dollars and I said he stole it. Yeah, and then if you, did. and if you go read the comments on YouTube of the clip, the first two years everybody makes fun of me, like p- pushing propaganda, how can you pay a billion dollars for a company that's only 500 days old, and then the last two years it's like genius, New, you know, you know, and so you know. What's amazing is being historically correct is the most valuable thing you can do. I think one of the great reasons to build a personal brand is to document. You know, imagine watching the documentation of all the things we put on a pedestal. Like, imagine if Steve Jobs had a vlog back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like the learning. Like for me, the what reason percentage
1: I, of your day that you document,
0: because I know you document a heck of a lot. Iris is filming right now. Oh God, Iris. Um, Every second. What's tough for me is I'm operating an actual business so there's a lot of firing and negotiating and a lot of stuff we don't film. I do film a lot of it just for my grandkids to watch one day.
1: Film somebody being fired. I haven't,
0: I haven't. I haven't. I haven't I <laughs> haven't done that because I just, I just feel yeah. you know, I don't think that's but I've, I film things that or I'll ask you know, like, or like I'll feel from afar I, mean, I, you know, I also am projecting technology one of the biggest reasons I document my life is that I think that my kids are gonna sell the IP of people being able to be in meetings with me in the future in a VR environment so there's a lot of chess that I'm playing with I, I do a lot of things uh, I, I, you know what I have a, I have a question i want to ask you about yeah.
1: the class and Some of them, how many of you are on social? And how many many are on? And how many's on nothing? (laughs) I love you. I'm gonna be you. 15 years, Um, definitely. It is a goal of mine. Um, So they're in so many different sectors, from consulting to retail to entertainment to, I mean, so many different sectors. Talk about what each platform means, which help them say, okay, I
0: need to spend more time here. So let's start with, uh, Facebook. Okay, before we do that, just to frame it up, first of all, we have to decide, you know, what you're doing, meaning, are, if, you know, it's, I think it's super, uh, you know, I always question, would I have even been on social media if I didn't use it for business purposes? Like, I don't consume content. You were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. some of the streaming, te- like, I consume very little, outside of, like, the Knicks and the Jets, like, my consumption of actual content, because I'm reading, I'm, I'm consuming people's behavior on the internet. That's what I'm doing mm-hmm. and consuming. Um, So I think as individuals, Nat and Adam, that's great. Like, I don't think that's weird or, that's fine. I think a business not being on it is ludicrous, right? So are you asking me on a personal brand level or the, okay, on a personal brand level, Facebook is the single most important platform still because of scale, Just, just true general scale. Unless what you wanna talk about and what you're about only skews 21 and under, you have to be on Facebook. To me, that's oxygen.
1: And what should they be talking about on Facebook? What, and then let's talk about the, the difference between a personal Facebook page and a business Facebook page with them as the head of their business, should be one, or should it be separate?
0: What Tyra's talking about is there's two ways to play on Facebook. You can build a business page, a personal page, If you have any commercial ambitions, it should be a a business page. They work different on the algorithm. You'll have different tools. So the answer is for business purposes, we're here. It's a a business page. Uh, You should be talking about whatever you wanna be talking about. Should you you share family stuff or personal stuff on the business page or keep it business? Uh, No, I'm a very big believer that people overthink this. I think you can go anywhere with it. I think you're gonna look at data and see what happens. Some people resonate on a personal level, others don't. Again, I think this comes down to self-awareness. I also think the type of content you post is self-awareness. There's people in here that can write their off but like freeze when there's a camera you know I can't put two sentences together but I can you know I can do my thing when there's a camera there's audio there's pictures there's captioning it you're clever you're snarky so there's a lot of variables I think you know one thing that I want to make sure all of you understand is that the written word video and audio have been the way we've always consumed stuff and it's the way we will always consume stuff and so I think one of the things is right now the medium is so visual that I think a lot of people here are pressured into thinking it's about the camera world and I think there's incredible upside in written word and audio I think everybody at this point understands is a lot bigger than we thought three or four years ago.
1: Because you talked about it last year and it's blown up. Um, Instagram.
0: You know, so Instagram's the next establishment, it is the establishment, it is the most contemporary and important platform in my opinion. It It's already gotten to the 50 and 60 year old set, so it's pretty much now at scale, right? Um, there's an awful lot of attention on it. Uh, I think that for most people it's a requirement as well to me. DMing on Instagram is stunningly effective, even to the most powerful people. Uh, So that's a little fun fact. I think there's access that's playing out on Instagram. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an incredibly important product.
1: And how important is it that the photo be aesthetically
0: pleasing in some type of way? I I have empathy if you come from the industry you come from. If somebody says that they're building a high fashion brand, I still think that Cartier's best move is to show a little humility and a little like not fanciness. Mm -hmm. So so I I think anything that acts human always wins. So for me, I'm less precious about that. Mm -hmm. But for you and Cartier, if that's 90% of it, I understand that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't think it means anything when you talk about my Instagram looks like a mess I don't don't think a lot of people I think we overthink the way it looks like as a a, like a net I go on Tyra's account and we underthink about what it looks like in stream which is how we actually consume it so I've got a different point of view than the market on that
1: (laughs) Snapchat which I don't understand how to use that damn thing. I still don't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm I was doing trying to record videos the other day for something else, but using their filters, uh-huh. and I was like, I have no idea if the whole world is
0: looking at me. <laughs> um, look, Snap is still extremely big, you know, 13 to 28, um, but the story feature on Instagram took a lot of momentum out of the system. As soon as Instagram started stories, I was not using Snapchat anymore. Yep. You know, for me, I think that, uh, I think trading attention, I think Snapchat's actually one of the most interesting places to be on right now because everybody bounced, yet there's still an ungodly amount of attention if you care about 11 to 30. So maybe you're, you know, if if you're doing B2B hardware, Snap is not gonna matter, but but Facebook is. And I think people don't understand that Facebook would for a company like that. Um, But again, if you're starting a lifestyle fashion brand, and maybe your audience is millennials 25 to 45, if you're, if you're a really thoughtful marketer, you'll realize that winning 13 to 22 will drive your business. So I think Snap matters if you're demo, if you care about winning under 25, but I'm not convinced that they make it out of this. They're gonna have to innovate their product. They're gonna have to come up with something. Now, Snap is very wisely invested in AR, you know they own Bitmoji. There's things they're doing, and I think Evan's a very uniquely interesting guy. I know him a little bit. I know Snap extremely well, but I think I, I, to me that is a nice to have versus a requirement. Nice to have. Other than again, if you're starting a, a hoodie company, it's requirement. Twitter. Twitter's the water cooler of our society, you know, which has an important place to be. I think Twitter's more about listening and reacting than pushing out content, which is why so many people struggle with Twitter. Mm -hmm. So for example, even you said, my Twitter, it's a mess, the engagement's low, that makes sense, it's a fire hose, too much content. Mm -hmm. However, if you personally used Twitter different than you used everything else, and instead of posting on it, it's when you engaged with people or jumped into conversations Mm -hmm. or culture hacked it, Mm -hmm. you would crush. If you, doing if, doing you, if you would jump into like when Ninja and Drake are on Twitch, if you jump in and it's like, boys, leave a seat for me, it would have been huge for you. Got it? Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a counterpunching platform around copy. And this is and this is super important. I think you're getting a sense for me. Like I'm telling you right now, the world is grossly underestimating the strategy and nuances of these platforms like I think you can tell this is not like ha 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 like this is very deep psychographic mathematical creative strategy Twitter I think is remarkably interesting for example Wendy's is growing their business flat out on the back of snarky and clever Twitter engagement and guess what Twitter engagement doesn't cost you $80,000 for video production. Doesn't cost, you, know, you see where I'm going? So there's a lot of people here who are qu- quite clever and that might be the platform. And that is actually, you, you know how it's tough to like, well, what am I gonna post? What's amazing about Twitter is you don't have to do that. You can just follow the conversations, get involved. Like there's a meme right now going on based on do you hear, right? Like the, the two, like I'm already, oh, for you. Yeah, 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 right? Like there's such a place for that, right? There's such a place, you, if, you could, if you're, you have to be creative, it's creative writing. Like, this is where I think improv writers, comedy writers should live on on Twitter because they have that sensibility.
1: What about Google Plus?
0: <laughs> I, I, it doesn't exist.
1: Like, what does that say? <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? You know, it, it, it kills me because I have seven million followers on seven you have, you have, seven, you have, have seven, seven people. You have no, seven fa- like million
0: fake followers. Are the way they're fake? they're fake because what they did at one point, was they used uh, exactly. Gmail and there was something else, buzz, I'm trying to remember. They like yeah. they completely fabricated uh, the top of the funnel how much you actually had, predicated on how much we use Google for other things. So it made us all feel I, I, I good.
1: Know, but I spend no time there, even
0: though there's I, like, I I don't think I genuinely live my life this way and haven't thought about it for four years, let alone been there.
1: Yeah. And then the obvious one, LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn's super interesting because LinkedIn was a utility for you know b- jobs and, and, and has absolutely evolved into a co- content platform. Uh, LinkedIn's an incredibly thoughtful place for a lot of you. Uh, it's a place to do white papers and thoughtful. It's an incredibly interesting B2B platform. Uh, place Mm -hmm. but it's about producing content it's about blogging and making videos and posting on linkedin not spamming people and messaging them to like get a contract from Mm -hmm.
1: them and then is there anything on the horizon like is there this is the next and this you're smelling it and that people need to get on it early because the earlier you get on you tend to you know have a bigger following
0: so i think of social media more as like content for say right because that's really where it evolves into I'm completely obsessed with podcasting I wouldn't call that so that
1: was my question so last year mm-hmm. you kind of went around the room and said if you're not doing a podcast I'm paraphrasing you're an idiot I'm paraphrasing but it was something like that and me hearing that not as a student but hearing that I felt like an idiot and next year I'm going to do a version of that I love because it because you said that last year
0: I was super right about that, and like, and I'm happy about it because it's really helped a lot of my, you know, all my content's free. My audience watches it. I love the idea of like them benefiting, and so many of my audience, because of that rant that I was going on two years ago. I mean, voices, get ready, like, no question, most exciting thing for me in technology, is the voice platform. I mean, blockchains in, unbelievable technology, it's the internet itself, there's so much to talk about. AR is gonna be super rad, machine learning and AI super interesting, but for me, the reason I'm obsessed with voice and the apps that are gonna be built on top of Alexa and Google Home and Apple Home Pod is that we're about to be affected for real, for real in about 36 months. Like you are going, to, I would say, yeah, I'm looking around, like. You you would have never guessed, I bet you, all of you, looking around, just kind of like gauging ages here, it would have been hard for you to believe how much texting compared to how much phone calling you would be doing. If I sat here eight years ago and said, I promise you, 96% of your behavior is gonna be texting, not calling, you would have had a tough time making that leap. Yeah. You would have said maybe 50-50, I'm saying it right now, remember it one day. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for you to email me. You were going to be blown away by how much voice interaction you're going to do in 7 years. You're not going to type. Gonna go you're not going to type. Oh. Which is like crazy, right? Go ahead gonna read.
1: We're always we're going to hear it or are we going to be talking look, into
0: look, it type. Look, look. Look. Guys, everything goes in a circle, right? Everything goes in a circle. I didn't think I was going to type in my life. Sitting in high school, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm not going to type. I'm not why would I type? Then my whole life became type, right? It's all type. It's all, like now we're all deep into type. We're gonna go back to it because what we care about is lack of friction and speed. And it's going to be faster for you to do something with a voice device always on, everywhere, always, than it is to take out your phone and text your mom. You're gonna be like, mom, I'm gonna be late. And it's gonna be done. Yeah. We're talking about like, so like, it's way, 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 way bigger than you think. It like
1: a hell of me. So my mom, she's living with me now, and she had an Alexa. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. get yeah. that thing out my house right now, <laughs> because I'm just so nervous about being, everything that I say being recorded. But it's a generational thing. Of
0: course, so it's I always care, a generational my thing. My not gonna care. Of course, you know? of course. And, and eventually we're all gonna understand that privacy doesn't exist, yeah. which is gonna be the best thing for the human race. Mm-hmm. Just to, on the record. Virus, you caught that? <laughs> it's just, it's just going so to be
1: So, speaking of this, what are the ways that you can get in trouble with social media? Is it an oversharing? Is it a I think you can get in trouble
0: when somebody else has
1: leverage. What does that mean?
0: It means if you work for somebody or if you are being financed by somebody, they have say. I don't think you can lose with the audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's been proven time and time again. You basically say you're sorry and you move on. <clears throat> it's a remarkably human thing, it's why we're still around. Our compassion, ability to forgive is enormous. I mean, think about what you'd have to really do to massively, I mean, where, where you go, I mean, you got you're really into, like, the most extreme territories, which is, if you're doing those things, if you're murdering somebody, I promise you the tweet is the last of your concerns. Yeah. So, so this place of like, I can f- this up, you really can't, where you can, so the audience, the audience, the market, you have no danger. You have danger if somebody has leverage on you. You have danger if Rick, the VC who's about to write you a check, didn't like that you said that and now doesn't. And I think the reason I've been able to live so free is I've never put myself in a place where somebody has financial impact on me. Talk
1: about the mob Tula mentality. is
0: super fired up.
1: Talk oh. about the, oh, we have a question? Yes, yes. yes. I
2: did. Um, So I actually, I'm sure you probably know some of these guys. Like I used to watch like these daily vlogs every day, like Casey Neistat um, and this other guy, Jesse, that was always with him. And both of them eventually, I completely stopped doing their vlogging and their social media presence or severely dialed it back because they were talking about having this mixture of personal and professional. It negatively impacted their, you know, businesses. It negatively, negatively impacted their personal relationships. So I wanted to kind of, Get your view on how do we prevent that from happening, or you know, the conflict that might be there. Of
0: well, the I don't think of- I don't think we stop that from happening. You know, we're not going to make rules of that. Like that's that never works. I mean, if you look at Casey's situation, he stopped for two reasons. one, he got twenty-five million dollars from CNN. Two, he, you know, when you do something for a long time, you get burnt out. He's also super back. You know, last month he started a full studio for it. He's also started a podcast with his wife to talk about the issues of it. So I think you have to watch behavior. I, you know, I think we, we overthink that we can regulate stuff. What I like about the internet is it's exposing us, not changing us. Like how do you stop? You stop. Like I don't think it's up to us or Google or Facebook. Like I love all this Facebook talk. Like people are mad for a platform exposing who you actually are. So, you know, my point of view is mm, I don't think it's a, I, I I don't think it's as much of a collective conversation as people think. Mm-hmm. For example, People wanna say that social media has a lot to do with teenage suicide and bullying. What they don't wanna talk about is that modern day parenting is so over coddling, we do not put our kids in a position to feel any detrimental actions in the first seven years of their life, which then forms a reality that they're so entitled and unable to deal with any adversity that, so we are are having very basic conversations.
1: Let's talk about that some more, with the basic (laughs) conversation that people are so scared to do anything to say anything because of the mob mentality and now there is no trial before fire. Um, So talk about that. That one
0: tweet really ruined your life. The data doesn't doesn't show that. I disagree.
1: I'm seeing it constantly.
0: Well, well, let's talk about it. You're saying that people don't want to talk. People are talking more than ever.
1: No, I'm saying that people are scared to be free with their tweeting or their social
0: because they're scared that something is going to happen. Oh, that but, but that same, if that's, let's say Jess yeah. is like that, well that's who she would have been in life. Again, technology is exposing who we are. Like mm-hmm. there's millions of people who are not. There's people who are.
1: But can you talk about that there is
0: a possibility of somebody
1: tweeting something that could ruin their life?
0: I just don't agree with you. I just, I, I'd love to know who.
1: I don't know well, the names, but I see it in the news constantly. Yeah.
0: yeah, but I think you see, I think ruining your life is very different than having turbulence for two weeks. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, you see it constantly because there's a moment. The, what, the I woman, let's talk, well, let, let's talk about the combination. Let's talk about the most extreme case. The woman who made a racist joke about HIV in Africa and was on a plane and Google made the search result to her follow her plane path and when she landed in South Africa, everybody was there. She's doing fine. (laughs) No, listen, I really wanna have this combo because this is a smart crew, right? Let's have smart conversations. Ruining life is just not happening from a tweet. I'm just gonna put it down. Like, if you can show me the ones, like it's just not. Yeah,
1: I can't back what
0: up what I'm like saying. A I, I, mean, I, I go I still ahead.
1: agree, but what I can't about back like it up politicians like an Anthony Wiener. Yeah. I mean, that
2: ruined his
0: entire life. Yeah, but but the action is what you have to look at. Like right. tweeting, like you, or like using the n word, or like things that we would be super offensive. And reaction to is not ruining lives. The actions of like, of like engaging with an underage woman in sexual behavior, like you have to map back to the action, not the tweet. But he could
2: have never gotten caught if he didn't take pictures of his genitals and send them
0: Of course, <laughs> but but he could have too, yeah, yeah. right? Like again, I think we're having a, you know, I think we're having a really interesting. But he but he could have, yeah. But he could have, and people have, and I think the more important question, Nick, is that. What happens next? Because now, the Anthony Weiner who's 11 will know that the world is watching much more and it may formulate his behavior and never got him to a place because the world that Anthony Weiner grew up in and the world that I grew up in was mainstream media protected Mm -hmm. all this bad behavior. Matt Lauer and Harvey Weinstein and Anthony Weiner's of the world were protected by the alternative to the internet called traditional media, protected. Let's just really, and life's about alternatives. So we demonize this new technology, which is actually doing incredible good for us as humans. We're just in a certain chapter where we're going through the middle stage where we're reconciling.
1: I disagree with you, but I don't have the knowledge that you have to be able to debate you.
0: So So no, no, I actually, I apologize. Let's, let's, let us three have this for five, (laughs) two more minutes, because it's important. You disagree, meaning? Well. No, I'm going gonna... to- I
2: disagree, meaning that, um, so a lot of people do probably what he did a lot, especially in politics, but he's the one that took the that action to then, which which was then the final catalyst of his downfall, right? Like, there's probably thousands of other
3: politicians that are doing what he did. Doing what? I have a question. Go ahead, please. Of, I think, Go ahead. To this, Let's roll. Which is, if there are people who, if your gender, your race, your socioeconomic status, if they're in or your position or power that indicates whether or not you rebound or whether or not it has adverse effects that you cannot bounce back from. And I would like to just get your thoughts on
0: The Internet doesn't change it exposes. So
3: but people's I- impressions on how they view the action are dependent upon how you view the individual identity or a hundred thousand percent. Yeah.
0: But the internet, but the internet, like to me the question is like, a tweet, that, you know, isn't like, let's go back to the original seed. A tweet or the form of communication isn't the culprit. There's, there's far deeper things that we've taken this conversation to, right? Like Michael Vick going to jail for having dogs fighting and Beth, Ben Roethlisberger raping two women is a very big difference. One's a white male, one's a black male. One goes to jail for fighting dogs, one gets away with it. Twice.
1: Yeah, but my point—that's not Twitter. I, I think it still is Twitter because there's a yeah. mob mentality, and it right. makes companies scared.
0: So the, to, let's, to, let's, to talk, let's not let's not let's not let's not be ideological. Let's then talk about alternatives. Cool, fine. It's Twitter. Then what about what the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal or CBS was then? Like, so we rather have eight, three people be in charge of who's persecuted or not? I'm
1: not saying it's good or bad, I'm just saying it's a fact that somebody says something on a social network, on a platform, and because companies, advertisers, whatever it is, are being led by the mob, they tend to act quick and swift and fast and
0: it can really ruin somebody whether it's for 2 weeks But again, or two years, but three again, years. the woman on Fox saying something and everybody reacts on the internet cuz the kid retweets from Florida could have also been the New York Times featuring that. You're talking about more scale, but I don't I don't think we're talking about, you know, it's a very interesting conversation. Obviously, we're getting, you know, into this which is super fun for me. I, to me, it's just about alternatives mm-hmm. and I don't think somebody's life is ruined by a tweet, but I think the actions, if picked up and hitting the consciousness of America, is an interesting, for example, gonna move on. So
4: little I'm interested to hear, um, do you think Anthony Wiener would have survived had Twitter not been, because I
0: think- maybe, I think Anthony Wiener survived anyway. Like his, his political career in a way that we're contextualizing it here Mm-hmm.
3: He actually, though, he re- they did the documentary, so and he yeah, was running for. So he actually did bounce back. To Thank you. The yeah. And yeah. So. And <laughs> really he funny.
0: has, and and by the way, we have to contextualize bouncing back. Is he going to be the governor of New York? No. But where is he? Like, like he's yeah, making
1: ruining lives. I mean, that's so. It's such well, a, that's where that's I'm going. Objective thing, so that, I don't want to get caught up in what that means.
0: But that's the question. So I'm trying to answer it.
1: Everybody else differently.
4: Snakes. I mean, she. No, her life was not ruined. I'm sorry. Who did you say? Taylor Swift oh. and the snakes, and yes. also Taylor Swift and the white supremacy.
0: Yeah, but 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 let's talk about it in a different way. There, but Taylor Swift also used that platform to create. So, like, so you know, you, 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 this has gotten very philosophical. Which, by the way, I'll live on. I love this. Uh, but Taylor Swift is going to have a hit song in about 24 months
4: I'm interested to see if that's the case cool we'll find out <laughs> I think she really hit a peak but she's in my opinion I've had a lot of friends who don't see her brand as really reliable
0: yeah but a focus group of seven is dangerous
4: yep
1: I see you as being like like falling down
0: on social media as your child, that you are defending, even if it is. I'm uh, not, not to a, be burnt at this. Uh, let me and totally let me let me let me let me answer it a better way. I actually have zero emotion for social media. I give a. I think, I'm being dead serious. I,
1: don't, mm. I, I feel like
0: 100% opposite of what you're saying. Cool. You're like defending it at all. I'm not. I'm I defending, I'm defending the human race. I'm not defending, <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm defending how humans react and what we actually do with each other and now that we have scale to actually see it, it's something that we're struggling to completely quantify. I mean it. I mean, I'm thrilled with the thought of social media being gone I think we grossly I think we're starting to quantify how unbelievably important communications is and how it's dictated everything you know I'm a am a child that was born in the Soviet Union where my mother is my hero uh, who tells me at one point in my life that she wrote a book report that Fidel Castro was the bravest man in the world and she read it to me and it just like was you know maybe because I had that Soviet U.S kind of thing going on. I grew up in the 80s. I was always hypersensitive. The day after 9-11, I basically spent three hours a day on Al Jazeera's website for two and a half years. I'm fascinated by a I'm fascinated by a man walked in and threw a grenade and killed 27 kids in Washington State and nobody in America knows about it. This happened, like, I'm fascinated by communication. And so I'm not defending social. I'm just. I just think that we should have more complicated conversations about it and I think most people Take it very literal and aren't looking at it. At least not, I don't even want to say it that way. I don't think I'm thinking about it better. Yeah, I just yeah, think we you go, you know. <laughs>
1: um, I want to ask you, about, Can I ask you a question. Um,
0: yes. Without social media, the paparazzi would have put up your picture.
1: Yes. I'm not saying that it's awful. I'm on it, Gary. No, no. no I, I, I know you're, you're I on it. I think you're thinking that I'm saying that. No, it's no, the no, devil, no, 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 I do think no, it no, is, but I, I also <laughs> think it's an angel. But I also think it's an angel.
0: I think it's both. I think it's both. I, I think the question where it all started is, does a piece of content ruin your life? You know, at its most basic? I think it's, it's more complicated than that. I don't think it does. I don't, and I, I don't think...
1: I, I think it's both. I do think it's both. And unfortunately, I don't have the tools to debate you because if I had the tools, we would be going so head to head, but my silence is because I don't have
0: Your Your silence is predicated on the fact that you can spend all your time between now and next year's class and you're not gonna come up with the example that isn't attached to something egregious in I'm the actions. I'm not
1: passionate enough about this to really spend the time, but if I was, <laughs> you would go down. It would be my jab jab right Can,
0: can somebody do the work for her? Can I, I, can I yeah.
1: this is so
2: fascinating. Um, I had Ted Koppel in my Reputation Management class, and he talked about the
1: democratization of content, and how everyone is a content creator. And I came back with, you know, you have to be a conscious content creator. And I think what you're saying is, anyone can put out content. And the problem is, is, once the content is out, you have no control over it. So it's not the content itself that's causing the problem, it's that once it's out of your hands, it's up to interpretation. And then the people who are commenting on it it's out of your control. So you might be putting it out there in hopes of a certain reaction. And maybe 50% will react the way you want. The other 50% are gonna go haywire on you and they're gonna take it and they're gonna turn it into something maybe ugly or something that fits their sensibility.
0: My question is what happens next? Cool. What does that mean? Well, I think I, what it means is, I think when you, when back to the way the question was phrased, and I'm not picking on it that way, it's like, can a tweet, you know, ruin someone's life? I think the question becomes, what happens next? You know, I, I, I think there's a second part. You know, you know, when Richard reacted, like you hear it in the headline, mm-hmm. there's a moment in time but I'm just curious oh, in the, the macro sure yeah like cool so, so you know you, you said something that was misinterpreted or interpreted properly or you said something wrong I mean like it happens every day like it happens it happens 40,000 times a day Nipsey Hussle says something that is inappropriate a day later it's not I mean I think we are dramatically more forgiven back to like, back to my, I'm debating for people, not, you know, like the human race, not social media. I think we're massively underestimating our ability to still be sitting here with all our capabilities, and I think there's a gross underestimization of the human spirit, and the kindness, and the empathy, and I think that's what's playing out.
4: Yeah, I, I think what i versus these sort of life or death or career ruining sort of things, what I find is there's often much more a um, effect on the nature of what you're able to discuss as your business. You know, I'm thinking of like these style bloggers I like. So they started getting into reviewing Outlander, which is a very passionate fan base. And they said something like, well, you know, we're not so into this plot line or something like that. And the fans just kind of leapt on them. and They basically decided, you know, we're not going to cover that show anymore because it's not worth the effort for us. And so they sort of pivoted to other activities. And I can think of lots of examples like that where you might have to tailor the activities of your business, your brand, yep. and whatever to acknowledge that inherent kind of swarm of potential but, but,
0: that's, but that's happened forever.
4: Yeah, and I think it's just different is sort of what we're discussing. It's faster. Yeah.
0: And it's shorter. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But I, I think the thing, we're spending so much time on the first 24 and 48 hours of the test yeah. and not yeah. talking about the actual impact and then more importantly, what then that means to human behavior. Once we go through a full cycle, I think a lot of what you're seeing now, emerging a decade into this, is people being more less fearful. Like everyone's like, oh, we're talking about less and we're more scared. I think we're more courageous because people are understanding the ramifications don't exist to the same level, and how that plays out becomes interesting.
1: So there's one thing, um, a student, Benji um, from last year. You put a lot of pressure on him. Okay. Remember him sitting in this room and he said that he's trying to grow this base of people and he maybe wants to go into politics mm-hmm. in Africa mm-hmm, um, and, and he's a television personality right now and he's got all these people and he just kinda doesn't know what to do with them and you said that he needs to answer as many of them as possible. Yes. And I saw his face and his face crumbled. <laughs> he just was like, what? However, he took your advice and he says that he, his social media following has grown threefold in one year and the, the, the embrace that he gets from his country, he feels has a lot to do with what you told him to do, which was engage. Can you talk about that to this class and the importance of that?
0: You know, not to re our last 15 minutes, but I'm a very big fan of doing the right thing leads to the right thing, and I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. I'm blown away by the selfishness of most people as they try to build their personal brand. Mm-hmm. It is 100% predicated on them. You know, they, how many followers do they get? How much is their engagement? And so I remember that moment and, you know.
1: It was just like, because you were like, try to answer all, just put a heart, like just, just
0: do I, as I, much as you can. I, I think bring, you know, if somebody, if you were, if you have the luxury that somebody finds you interesting enough to consume what you have to say, to not reciprocate that with an engagement or an acknowledgement, or, or listening and more importantly for me, I think one of the reasons I've been able to map a lot of this behavior is that's all I do. I'm, my post is actually secondary, it's the what happens next and my ability to interact and then that gives me insights you know, the, the, the insights you get from actually reading every one of your replies and then engaging with them is extraordinary. There is no data in the world that's better than being a human that's that in tune with their audience because you're picking up on so many nuances. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe in it more. So 4.30. Okay, so
1: let's take questions. Anybody have questions? Um, I have a question about leading indicators. So you talk about how you think voice is gonna be the
2: next big thing I agree with you and I think that the leading indicator there was that you developed
0: an ability to analyze that type of data. Sure. Um, and that's the
2: reason that these devices are successful. And so, how
0: do you kind of pick up leading indicators? My, so yours was a little more, more quant based. The The technology is still pretty behind or advanced depending on the filter you look through. My leading indicator, you know, is really just human behavior. Like, I'll, I'll look at how many people, I mean, I just, little subtle things start happening, just more anthropology and qualitative stuff. Like, man, a lot of people are really listening to their you know, headset, you know, just like listening and then music and then you start seeing podcasts being talked about more often. So you know, maybe some lightweight social listening, but you're, you're always trying to parallel where the technology is. The reason so many people lose money that come from Stanford is they're tech right, they're not, they're human wrong.
1: Can you talk about the the, the podcast thing? Because I, I'm finding as I'm listening to them, there's an addiction that I have to it that's stronger than Netflix. So I get in my car and I can't reach for it fast enough. So what I, is
0: that with voice? It could be a lot of different things. I'll tell you what voice has, it's passive. And so we can travel and do other things. You're not required to watch. Mm-hmm. And so it fits where we have evolved into, which is we want to do multiple things. And so, the, you know, we're on the go. So the passive nature of voice is remarkable. Voice consumption of content, which is why that will grow. Obviously, the second part and the more interesting part of voice is the AI and the devices and just making your life easier. I mean, things like, you know, we, we exchange information. So I'll give, you great, I'll give you a great one. You were in New York promoting your book I guarantee four years from now you would have been on my podcast because through voice the one time you might have thought maybe I should reach out to Gary by the time you get to a phone you're into so another thought do you know
1: podcast and I because I was
0: busy, but, but I did a lot no, of podcasts no I saw it which was great no I mean, I mean what I'm fascinated by is Uh, everybody here is gonna book meetings with each other through voice and it's gonna plug into the calendar app and decide for us when we can meet. Like there's so many efficiencies that voice is gonna be able to do. Passing thoughts is where I was going with that analogy. You know, um, so to me leading indicators are more human based, right? So I'll give you a good example, online dating. To me, the leading indicator was watching who and when they started using online dating, not that the technology existed to connect people together. Mm -hmm. Stigma. Uber. You know, like, you can't tell a parent 15 years ago that they're gonna want their 14-year-old daughter to take rides with strange men at night because that's gonna be safer than them driving. So there's stigmas that we have to get over. Robots, that one's gonna be the big one. Mm
1: like I said, with me, with the Alexa, and I'm like, uh, but that's not gonna be like that for my
0: son. Yes.
3: Um, so in a little Come bit of more practical sense. Please. So how much planning should you do before you post, or if you were to do a podcast, how much do you write it out before you do it? How, zero,
0: like, for me, zero for me, zero for me. Probably a lot more for you since you're asking it that way. Okay. I think, again, I'm telling you, self-awareness Right and lack of judging yourself. There is absolute, it's cliche, no right way. It depends on, you know, if you're an improv actor, none. If you need to read the script 30 times, you know, and so like, I, I, it's a very personal mission, mm-hmm. and to try to achieve to somebody else, it's just like a hockey player wanting to become a basketball player, like why? You're a great hockey player, you know?
1: So you talked about self-awareness and being in touch with audiences. How do you deal with people who are, thick like, like farm these people, yep. people who are impersonating other people. Yep. empathy. The dark,
0: empathy. The dark side. Uh, for me, how do I? Empathy. Like, I get a ton of hate. I'm empathetic. Like, if you are taking the time to spew negativity <laughs> on me out of your day, you've got, you've got, you're coming from a bad place. And so, to me, it's empathy. Like, I'm so grateful that that would not be a gear. And so... I I don't think, I'm not worried about the judgment of others to the, you know, and everybody has different levels of securities and insecurities and everybody's got their trigger points and I have mine too, Um, but for me, it's a cost of entry and to be frank, for me, it's far more empathy and then for others in here, I would just tell you like, to let an anonymous social media comment, you know, take you away from your ambitions is really not a good idea. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I call it. I say, you know, like we are human beings, and it hurts. But what I try to do as fast as possible is like it hurts, and then push it back mm. out, and to get it away from me as much as I can. Um, and sometimes it's just going past that person. Sometimes it's muting them. Um, it depends on how nasty the hate is. Sometimes it's blocking them, and then I get nervous. I'm like, wait, I blocked them, but now they're going to see that I blocked them, and then they're a super hateful person. So is this going to make them even more hateful and show up outside? So you know, there's just all of these like kind of levels. And you have to kind of pause, especially as a female. You have to pause and go, what, is this a block, is this an ignore, or is this a mute?
5: Yeah. Jason? So I've been, I created a show that i pushed out through Facebook and it's video. How do you see video consumption on Facebook versus YouTube proceeding into the future?
0: Well, I think you should do both. Yeah. Because there's no reason not to. I'm not sure, but they'll both be there
1: different content or same
0: duplicate? I'm fine with same. Obviously, I do think they're slightly different enough where you can do some contextually different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, f- I, for example, action's better than words. My daily vlog goes on both pretty much the same. The copy's a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I community manage a little different. But um, I think they're both gonna be massive players. Like, like massive players. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned
3: that nine out of
0: opinion don't have it what is that it, the, it, if i deepen that statement there's a there's the the entertainment value that they think they need to go into similar to how much should you prep or not is what i mean by it being entertaining on video is a real skill and so just a lot of people that are especially if you're a cfo you know math driven operator it you know you know there's people that have both but you can already just you know see that so many of them don't map to you know there's the they're left the right thing so that when i i struggle when I, I get sad for my friend who's building a great SaaS business and she thinks that she needs to start a youtube show and i'm like like i'm like you don't have to you're building an incredible business you can I'm thrilled to help you but, you don't but have to. and you definitely don't have to be like super charismatic and like 360 drone video like it gets it gets away from people mm-hmm. you know and
1: there's also there's also beauty in this an MP, an npr voice you guys mm-hmm. know that voice yeah. Yeah. it's just a thing yeah. and it is not razzle dazzle mm-hmm. it's kind of monotone and it's and it just is the most soothing thing in the world and so that's now a thing
0: Bet but betting on yes, strengths. That
1: voice was not t- uh, what telegenic or autogenic, whatever you want to call it, type of voice, and now it is.
6: Um, so, I'm curious what do you think about the role of social media in brand building for businesses rather than individuals, because I can see of the first way when uh, brands would put up their content in general and then use social media just to amplify that content. So the second wave when you have companies like Triangle that gets to 100 million of revenue on swimsuits on like eight employees and other social media being farmed out to the Philippines. And so I'm, I'm curious like where do you see kind of the brand building I social media going forward?
0: I think that 80% of the money that Fortune 500 spends should be on social media websites. I think Facebook is the grossly most underpriced stock of all time.
6: Hmm. And using it how? like what do you think for a company like you know Fortune 500 established companies like
0: the same thing they did on print radio television and outdoor pictures and videos Mm -hmm. right like you know Kylie Jenner's cosmetic company did 487 million dollars in sales in the last 12 months Mm -hmm. and people think it's her social it's not it's the content they're making on Facebook and Instagram and running ads against my friends Facebook ads are so grossly underpriced and Right now they're running between six and eight, $10 CPMs, they're gonna be 50, 70, 80, there's only one stream, it's supply and demand. As soon as BMW and Coca-Cola figure this out and their money comes in, it's gonna be hard for our startups to penetrate that feed. Mm-hmm. This is the time, and it's been the time.
1: Sarah? More personal
3: question. So I love the idea that social media exposes us; it doesn't change us. Yep. And I'm curious how you've thought about the level of exposure. That's ultimately the choice that we have: is how much we're exposing over time, and what decisions you've made, and how that's changed.
0: So similar to Tara, and I've been putting out content since 2006. There's literally not a single photo of my family on the internet. It's something my wife and I decided we didn't want to put. As my, you know, notoriety grew, we knew that there would be ramifications to that. People
1: ask for it, don't they? Constantly, I want to see your kids.
0: Well, it's really funny. I mean, so many like that's the move by most business people. They use their kids and their animals to, because they 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 actually think the currency is how many likes they get. And this is the thing, like, it's always to me like, what are you doing? Like cool, you got 10,000 likes, but did you sell any more swimsuits? Like, you know, like what are you trying to accomplish? So Sarah, I think I'm, you know, I feel like very in control and I also recognize that people can film and everything of that nature. To me, what's in control and why I love this so much and why I'm unbelievably optimistic about this, I really am, is you're in control of your actions. Yeah. You know, like. So
3: your family. I'm just curious, like uh-huh. for yourself, if there's anything else that you don't. Like as we're thinking about being more deliberate about this going forward, how you've made the decision about what is exposed and what isn't. So family.
0: I go the other way, and Iris will tell you this, and the rest of my team. I'm completely, fully on the record, yeah. because I'm just them. Like I'm just not worried about the collateral damage, because I know what my intent is. Yeah. If I make a mistake. That's life, and I should own up to it. Uh, I don't think they're going to be the kind of mistakes that we've referred to earlier, things of that nature. Uh, so I've—I mean, I've, I'm probably the most extreme. I've gone to a place where I'm filming every single moment of my life.
1: You've filmed in the toilet?
0: I have. I had a Vine that went super viral four <laughs> years ago on the toilet. You know, and you know, and obviously that's for fun, and you're like kind of like being a little silly about it. But I mean, you know, this gets you know. Again, I already went heady enough, I can get real heady. What I would say is this, you're in control.
1: What are you thinking, Sarah, specifically? Because maybe I can answer some specifics for you. One thought that I had as you were saying that is how some of
3: the power that you have is how much you're putting out. And so there's some dilution effect that comes from that as well.
0: But that's the beauty of the meritocracy of it. It's not how much you put out, it's the value exchange that you're creating. So it's not how much you're putting out because, to your point, you can dilute if you're unable to maintain. If you're able to be, if you have value to bring, whether through entertainment or information, it only exponentially allows you to produce more.
1: Yep. You're saying in terms of yourself, like diluting yourself by posting too much, posting too personal, posting... Yeah, I, I think it's related to both sides.
3: So mm-hmm. if you overexpose, to, it, that's your own self-awareness and comfort is what I'm taking from your answer. So that's something
0: And have. I think overexposure was something that was dramatically more relevant when you had platforms that had so much awareness. A hit TV show in 1983 had 50% of the country watching it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that has that much attention anymore, so it's almost impossible to overexpose. It's, it's the long, I, we, we are not calibrating the true long tail effect of the internet and its impact on communication and all the sub uh, impacts that are created from that.
1: All right, we're gonna
4: wrap up. Consuming content—it sounds like you do more creating content. I was wondering, like, how do you think about that on a day-to-day basis, and how does that affect your relationships with people real time? Like, you spend so much time on your phone that you feel like it affects your relationships.
0: Well, first of all, I think that's—it's the micro because the macro is I work 18 hours a day. That affects my relationships. A lot more, like yep. at home or when I'm with friends, I don't consume anything, I'm with them. The problem is that's only 20% of my time overall. Got it. So like for example on the weekend, like when I'm really home, I consume very little, okay. and and I create even less.
4: So it's really just more of like the consumption, the creation with respect to your job, and outside of the job, correct, the job, then it's not
0: correct. The job. Okay. I kind of made a quick reference to it, which is like I almost debate if I would be on it. I I genuinely am curious if I would have used it had this not been my life. Yep. Uh, so You know what's weird about that? I also don't think I would have drank alcohol if I didn't grow up in the wine business. Like I didn't have a single beer and like you know. It was, so it's been funny that my my life is kind of like that, yeah. um, but because it is my business, and my, again, I kind of broke it down, my business is people's attention, and people's, atten- like, I don't consume anything. I don't watch YouTube videos. I don't, like, I just, I I will watch a tweet in its individuality, not posted it. Heart posting about a subject matter and you guys engaging with it is what I'm consuming, which is why... I'm sure you even could tell, like, you know, it's not about being right or wrong. I think my points of view are grounded in an obnoxious amount of practitionership and, a, and an awful lot of uh, <laughs> uh, energy towards trying to figure it out for an awfully long period of time.
6: Got it, oh, that, that's helpful.
0: Yeah, to, but to me, I'll tell you something else. Let me let me actually answer your question now in a different way. I think it's great that every single person sitting at a dinner table looking at their phones. It means that they don't value that person in that moment. So I'll give you a great example. If you're always with your best like always. Like you spend nine hours, like in college, you're always together or at work. If you go to a a restaurant and you're both on the phone and he comes in and sees that and he's judging technology, you're missing so much of the context of why that's happening. If you're a married couple, and you're on your phones the whole time on your one dinner date every Thursday night, that's probably a leading indicator that your marriage is not in a good place. So I, again, it's not that I love social media, it's that I love people. I think people, of course, people will give you the tell. I understand so much about everybody here just on how they dress. That is your biggest indicator to like, I think we, I I like to deeply think about the psychology of it all, so to me, like, People judging somebody being on a phone is just a very shallow point of view. What's underneath that is everything. Yeah. yeah.
4: So I think that relates to me, excitedly really on social media. Great. So I, I don't know. Like for me, it's just like Facebook and LinkedIn. More to just have the profile so people can find me and have that. But I don't really post content. Not really the content.
0: I get it, man. I, re- I, j- I unbelievably don't think it's a requirement. I think it's leaving something on the table for a business opportunity for sure but okay like like there's a whole much more interesting debate about that like what do you want right? Like if you want a practice that does three million a year you can get to that easily without social and then if that's yeah. what you wanted then that's what you have.
4: Well I think there's like the difference between the business and the personal side for me the business side just isn't relevant yet.
0: Well what do you do? Uh, or what do you want to
4: yeah. do? So I'm going to be going into finance doing investing and advisory right?
0: right? So what I know is you writing one LinkedIn blog post about your thought of blog- Blockchain's impact on the yen could be the single piece of content that changes the course of your career.
4: I knew anything about blockchain yet.
0: Correct, but to that point, right? To that point, I think I think content is the gateway drug to opportunity. But I don't think it's a. I don't think anything is required. Yeah, I to. I can't. Pleasure. How are you? Good to meet you. Nice
5: so, to meet you. Um, I'm big into this. I'm sort of like Benjamin, a public figure back in my home country of Kenya. I was an Olympian, amazing uh, Olympic flag and ceremony.
0: So a lot of a lot of awareness in Kenya
5: and surrounding countries maybe? uh, yeah, and in the region Mm -hmm. and and growing. But I've only really been focused on Facebook more recently in the last year when I started realizing the power of the brand and what Cachay could carry. I hadn't been doing really nothing and I had a little bit of an organic following. So then I started the show which also is like me sitting down with people interviewing. So I think it's suited for podcasts, but I haven't got around that. But Facebook is But here's the great thing.
0: So for example right now this is a podcast as well. What's amazing about video is you could yeah. strip the audio Yeah. like I have a top 100 podcast in the world and I never sit down and do a podcast it's just ripped audio like I'm sure it's probably gonna be the I'm sure that rant with me and Tyra is gonna be an episode in 7 to 15 days okay fantastic so, so you so you should rip the audio yeah and now you've got a podcast yeah yeah and that's important don't create friction for your audience perfect some people wanna listen yeah, yeah.
5: you know and, what I mean and through you think that's a good place or just
0: I, no I think I think you fill if you're filming, you're doing a yeah, show I don't where you're filming. I've
5: 100 interviews since last year.
0: You've got 100 yeah. podcast interviews. You just rip the audio and yeah. upload it. You don't even need to use Anchor. You can yeah. upload it.
5: Okay, yeah. Find that time. And then in terms of Twitter, I, lo- I love to engage with others. So, I mean, should I? That's about That's focusing. huge. Okay, good.
0: It's the easiest gateway into the game. Okay. You don't need a designer, you don't need a video person. You just engage in
5: Instagram strategy, is photos of me with people.
0: Sure. Like Try it all. You see that yeah. look? I there's think no all rules. There's yeah, no rules. Yeah. There's you. The biggest rule is you. Like for example, I don't put myself with photos with famous people. I I don't like it. I don't know why. I spend a lot of time. Th- I would never ask Tyra oh, yeah. for herself like yeah. Yeah. I don't like, but other people like. And but that doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. It's
0: being right or wrong for yourself. Yeah. But it's content. You got to put out yeah. content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people overthink it and and overthink it, and then you're just not producing.
5: Okay, fantastic. And I'm, I'm actually trying to get into broadcast journalism, like more traditionally, and be a news anchor.
0: It's going to so. be the leverage because yeah. this world is bigger than traditional. Yeah. So it's going like this. Yeah. So you got to do it, and it will get you there, or or it will just become it. you'll realize that you'll be able to keep all the economics.
5: Great, thank you so much. Good luck. Yeah, thanks. Thank
0: I, have, I, I have a question more yeah. and then just a question about the
1: stuff that I post. So, what do you think about So, when I post an image, yes. there's an emotional connection to that image.
0: For when you? I, for me. Okay.
1: And even for other people when they interact with it, when I say something, I'm like, oh, my voice, it's horrible. Really? And I don't have the same emotional connection. Good. So what, I guess, does that does that experience resonate? Is that just in my head? No, is I think that... Or is I, may
0: not be the go-to that's right that's right I mean like this is you know I'm so I knew blogging was gonna be big in 2002, 3, 4 but I didn't do it because I was I was running a wine business I didn't have the luxury of being able to afford a writer and I can't write like it's just not my thing and so I had to watch that whole train go by Uh, yeah I mean that's what I think is so special about a mature internet now they're all in play yeah right whether Mm -hmm. you want to do a podcast for audio, whether you want to do video, whether you want to write, they all have massive scale. And so, like, I feel like every, I mean, you could be a cartoonist, you could be an animator. Like, our ability to communicate, yeah, I, I think that's, I don't, I don't, I view that as what everybody's going through. And then
1: another question that's more specific to like, i a passion project is I have an Instagram dedicated
0: to like, baths. Baths. Yeah, yeah, like, aesthetically bats. I get it. And, and, bath, bombs? and, and bath bombs? My is kids. Oh, <laughs> Oh, it's the huge. group
1: that I'm kind of like engaged uh-huh. with and I'm doing it more to see if I can grow something. Good. And I struggle with growing. i have chosen a vertical, my images are consistent.
0: How many well because because that's just that's just one tenth of it all. Right. Like a growth strategy around distribution yeah. matters. Like, right. what hashtags you use, who you DM, right. how you collaborate. Right. Are you know? Is it fully organic? Is, you know, there's so many variables. What, what
1: do you think F- follow for follow? Not not cool. Okay. <laughs>
0: because you're because all you're pandering to is one vanity metric. Right. That isn't the indicator to the reality. It's kind of the philosophical question we had there. Right. Okay. We're just having too much surface level combos. Okay. Surface level. Yeah. No strategy. Yeah. Surface level. Right. Right? I would tell you that the people that are growth hacking and getting 500,000 followers the wrong way trick the masses, but lose with the real currency and then lose. The, the real version of follow for follow is spending 40 minutes while you're laying on your bed because you're passionate about it hitting hashtags in bath culture, and going in, reading, or watching, or looking at the photo, and then meaningfully writing two sentences to add to the conversation on the photo that you just saw. Got yeah. it? Yeah, I got it. it it's, it's, you, everything you're hearing from me is like, do the right thing, good things happen, do the wrong thing, wrong th- It's ju- It's actually that black and white.
1: Okay.
2: Thank you. So I want to talk about starting a following. Yep. And I think you kind of went into it a little bit with me. So one of the things that I'm really interested in is I'm moving to New York and I'm going to be an investment banker. Okay. And it's a space where you don't see a lot of black women, you that's don't right. see a lot of plus size women yes. in professional services. So this that's is like a
0: huge home run for you.
2: The, yeah, that's kind of the group I want to talk 100%. To. And I'm debating, do I try to like start my own hashtag and following or do
0: I try? Nobody to, owns a hashtag. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing. Because by nature, it can be hijacked once it becomes something. There's nobody that owns it. Oh, okay. So don't even think about that ever again. Okay. Because think about yeah. it. Like what? It, whatever clever financial plus size African-American people, whatever you come up with. Yeah. If God forbid, AKA I hope it gets going, well yeah. then everybody's going to use it. Okay. It's not an ownable, it's a utility for discovery. It's not an ownable oh. thing.
2: So you would say like, for example, there's a hashtag I love, F your beauty standards. That a lot of plus size women follow. Right I'm aware of it. Holiday. I know all about it. And so I wonder, should I start putting, Content out there and using that hashtag. That
0: that to me is a lot better. As long okay. as you're not doing it where you have to be thoughtful, right? Because for example, if you go hashtag right now, Gary V Wine Club, which is my wine club, there's like six spammers who are just putting their propaganda over it. So all my fans who are watching my wine videos, trying to find other people talking about wine, are getting inundated with. If you jump into and ride a hashtag you probably want to be respectful of the hashtag. Yeah. So obviously because you're part of that culture, fine, mm-hmm. but if then if all your content is very hardcore finance, yeah. it kind of defeats it, so you have to be clever and yeah. respectful.
2: Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then I think my second question was, so where when you're starting to think about this, the way I think of it is probably start with Instagram, like get my face out there, like my outfits, I, all of that.
0: I, I, well, well, depend. Let, let me ask you a question. Are you trying to take note to that you're an investment banker that doesn't look the part or are you just trying to build overall personal brand equity?
2: I'm trying to take that I'm an investment banker that doesn't look the part and inspire other women in professional in other professional services. So I would
0: tell kind of you I would tell you that you really have to get serious about Instagram mm-hmm. and get serious about writing or making videos on Instagram. Okay. Because you're going to make a quicker, more meaningful impact on that platform in my belief, because you're gonna start with people that are living the game Mm -hmm. versus aspiring to the game. Mm -hmm. Instagram and the the psychology and what's going on there, I think you're gonna find a lot of friction. Now I would say do both, but I would highly recommend you to give a lot of thought to LinkedIn. And mm-hmm. to whether you write or you audio or your video, yeah. communicate.
2: That's it. So I had Instagram and then writing blog posts and posting them into my LinkedIn.
0: Yeah, to People me go, to me, use link use LinkedIn and Facebook as your blog because it has built-in distribution whereas your own blog at first i yeah. think, whereas that was right in the early 2000s I think building a blog comes secondary now because you can siphon the distribution and awareness from these platforms and, and what's really crazy and I don't think people realize this these platforms are rewarding long writing I will tell you one of the weirdest hacks that like, I stumbled on by accident and this is why I always do so much because this is how you find it it was one LinkedIn post I wrote. I just was in the mood and just wrote, right? And it did well. I'm like, okay, it's interesting. You know, da, da. I think Instagram is one of the most interesting places to start a blog, where the photo is 50% of the equation. It's the right. It, there's just so much. It's why I start with attention. Where there's attention, there's opportunity, and what something starts as evolves. Television does not look like the television shows it started as. There's evolution. Okay. Great, cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck.
1: Can I pick up on Taylor's question? Yeah. I'm Jessica. Nice um, to meet you. When you're thinking about like,
4: you have different messages, or like different
3: things you talk about. Like I, like retail, I'm a spin instructor. I want to like write like short stories. Like, the answer is going to be things. How do good? I push them through the different channels, and do I have to dedicate one channel to a specific
0: thing? I love where you're going with this. It's a really thoughtful question. A Couple things. Number one, every one of you are fundamentally different when you're in a different social network psychologically. You are fundamentally different when you are literally on your phone on LinkedIn versus when you're on your phone on Instagram, you're just so different, you can't even imagine. Just like you'd be different in class than going to Vegas with your girls for the weekend. We we've got multiple gears. So yes, I think distribution and that's what I alluded to very quickly, distribution and content are so much more married than they've ever been. So yes, I'm very thoughtful about what I put in LinkedIn versus what I put I mean, my delta between especially cuz who I am and I play that way, the delta between what I mean, I'm putting things on Snapchat about like a little van, and, which I'm not gonna put on LinkedIn, right? So I'm playing very high-low um, and to that point as well. On the flip side, I actually think a lot of times the white space is being a little bit bubblier, funnier, lighthearted on LinkedIn. I think breaking the normal patterns also works. So my answer to your question is all the cliche that We're all thinking right now, do that 80% of the time, right? My business stuff on LinkedIn, you know, but I do think 20% of the content to throw it off also works because you're breaking up patterns.
2: Just within that question, I think you might have asked it too, uh, within a, a platform, platform, so like an in Instagram, for okay. example, I think it's similar. Yeah. like I have a brand and I'm a singer and I have my personal, like do you
0: recommend different profiles? No, no, no. and I think this was the point I was making and we obviously went into the outer space with it. I don't think a single piece of content is as heavy as everybody else does. I don't think if you're branded as a singer on your Instagram that if you made a post about your little sister or liking cheeseburgers or or like what you thought about yesterday's tornado that's some like catastrophic event of you breaking like the theme. And and we're, we're we're there's so much ego. There's a lack of humility and empathy from us in the way we're deploying this content. We're in our own your one post doesn't mean And once you realize that, it gets real easy, right?
3: What,
4: I don't know if you've talked about this already, but what is the role of like what used to be blogging and sort of now long form articles. I know you can post kind of professional things on LinkedIn, but I see a lot of people using Medium or other places to get kind of like thought pieces, or you know, yep. for me I come from performing arts yep. sort of roles. Yep. I want to like showcase like what is my inspiration? What am I thinking?
0: About? I just referenced it to, to your point. I think there's a lot of places you can write. So I was an early investor in Medium. I think Ed Williams is actually the best entrepreneur of this generation, building tools. I I love Medium. I, I like LinkedIn, but I'll yeah. tell you, I think Facebook and Instagram are yeah. unbelievable platforms for long form. I will tell you this. Yeah. No question, a a great piece of long form written word yeah. has more potential to catch fire on Facebook yeah. than anywhere else.
4: And and so that's obviously like using Facebook as a pass through and then hosting it, even if I had like a personal website. I,
0: I wouldn't, somewhere. I wouldn't. I would yeah. write it natively on Facebook.
4: In In the post. Uh-huh,
0: because my belief is that the attention is worth more than the utility of owning that traffic. For me, it's build brand. You know, people are always thinking transactional. Let me have it on my website so they come there and then they may use me. To me, the brand equity is so more, much more valuable. You writing natively in Facebook versus it being a link out to your blog has a distribution capability of a thousand delta because it's not native and Facebook's gonna downgrade that. You've got to, again, that was a yeah. very detailed example of respecting the distribution. You have to know yeah. how the distribution works. Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll give it to you basic as you go through it. Always make it about the audience. Yeah. The audience doesn't want to click your link to go to your website, they yeah. just want to read in Facebook.
4: Yeah.
6: But what if your audience isn't there? Then
0: you, if your audience isn't there, then you shouldn't do anything, right? I'm with you. You don't have to do everything. Now, the, I referenced it earlier with the Snapchat thing if your audience is not there and that 's what you want your audience to be there's the answer is you don 't need to be there there's two m- more thoughtful points though number one is there an audience there that can bring awareness to the audience you 're trying to reach and that 's why facebook's so powerful right the amount of times i've been able to reach millennials by writing articles to 60 year olds and having them print it out and give it to their child like funny like that. And then number two, be careful because sometimes your audience eventually gets there. So like, when I was trying to get brands to build Facebook up in 2007 and eight, they're like, this is my, cu- we don't, our customer's not there. I'm like, yet. And the reason I really, I, one of my big breakthroughs early on in the internet was I coined something called the, uh, the grandmother rule. I saw early Facebook people that were graduating from college start to have children or maybe they had children early and they were posting photos and I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I remember it like yesterday, I was like, if they're gonna be posting Posting their photos here their mother's going to be on this in two minutes yeah. and that's exactly what happened and so when you know Dove and Campbell's like our customers not there it was only 36 months later that they were and then they were behind. Got
2: it? It's a
6: far question to that, right? If my objective is building credibility with my intended audience, which is entrepreneurs, uh, especially in consumer and retail. Okay. Um, then my Facebook is, you know, my friends and people that I know, it's not the broader
0: world. That's your Facebook personal page, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, create a business page and start making content for that audience.
2: Got it? What do you call it? It's,
6: it's
0: Facebook business. Yeah, you. you put your name? Or your you name. You your them? name. Like, yeah. if you go search me on Facebook right now, you'll see actually I think that might be my default photo for one of them there's my the one I had from the beginning that like what have you yeah. and then there's the one that I actually use
4: yeah so yeah I'm
5: the one guy without a yep. Instagram account two the guy two? behind oh. you
0: too, Adam oh, okay. Adam yeah was... you guys are both fighting the system yeah we
5: are yeah. I'll, I just actually created mine so. <laughs> in the class <laughs> thank you <laughs> um, so the question I had was separating out personal from business yes because I'm not trying to build a personal brand sell personal. No, You're trying to establish
0: reputation. Here's, here's. here's, Notice where I was about to go, guys. This is reputation. Yeah. When because the word person, a lot of times we get caught up in semantics of words. Because this is personal brand. with us. What we're really talking about is reputation. Right. So all of us would want that for some reason. Mm-hmm. So again, like I told Adam when he was like, nah, I was like, yeah, but your one piece on the blockchains of impact on the yen right. may be great for your business. It's just putting out the content. Right. What I'll tell you is, and this is where a lot of people get caught, Facebook's virality and scale is so great, I would argue Often, it's going to over-index your business, business nerdy business content than what you would do on LinkedIn. Mm. Because you have to understand (laughs) the let's go cliche: the old white dude who golfs and runs the. Business that you're trying to reach is on Facebook. Like, people don't get it, especially now. Now that politics is playing out on Facebook, the establishment is living on Facebook. And so, sure, he or she may be on her Facebook looking at their college friends that graduated in 68, but if your piece of content shows up there and they read it, your point of view on the biochemical engineer, like, people don't get it. It's scale. I have a
3: question on content. So, the quick backstory is I was in public service for the State of California, so now I'm in business school and trying to do something of like startups really interested in social mission driven. and like, Love it. Um, helping entrepreneurs of color and women. Love it. So my initial thought was trying to start a podcast this summer um, with people who are kind of like cross sector because I'm trying to figure out how do I create some type of reputation like being a business person. Because yes. Because it's really hard to shake government when like you were in that first for five years,
0: right? But it does brand you. Oh yeah, I'm like you're terrible. You know like yeah. I'm kidding, but yes, I think that's right. right. So have I think you could have two guests, one from each sector and crush. Okay. I love the two guest podcast format. Because then you're able to siphon equity from both angles. Okay. So now you'll have to be good enough, like, it takes skill to be a host that can manage two people at once. Yeah. Oh, this at is where people. Okay. Yeah, at the same time. Okay. But by the way, maybe you're great at it, but, like, like I think people take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. You know, like.
3: So then my other question was in addition to, like, podcast content, uh, if it's helpful, because I was trying to think of, I, of other ways to, for people to consume, if you, like, distill big points and then put it on Facebook, or do you. Like,
0: what is, what is a, I would film yeah. your podcast and then chop up pieces of highlights and distribute throughout different places based on what happened. Okay. Yeah. Let, me, let me make a point that I think all of you are gonna get. And this will really tie a lot of this into a nice bow. You have to think of yourself as a media company, not as an advertiser.
5: Yeah.
0: If you actually say, wait a minute, I'm actually CNN or the Wall Street Journal or ESPN or, or Vogue not I want to be an advertiser in Vogue, it changes the way you think about things. I only think about bringing value to the audience, not extracting value from the audience. Advertising extracted value, the content was giving value, that was the exchange of of media. We as humans and businesses need to use these distribution platforms to be the content, not the advertiser. And that's where people get tripped up. Because you're thinking about it from the filter of like, what's in it for me? Like I'm gonna, I want to write a book about this or have people in the organize move up, get promoted, or whatever it may be or you know make an impact like have the leverage, raise capital off of my equity, whatever you're always thinking about what's in it for you. For me, I'm only thinking about what's in it for you because I know the collective scale of attention by has the collateral damage of that much attention is unlimited opportunity for me.
5: Yeah.
3: So Tyra talked about in the beginning to share that article about how
0: the third party the yep,
3: about uh, her and then yep. she back out. Talk to me about self-promotion in the context of serving
0: your audience. Um, so Self-promotion is eye of the beholder. Is it self-promoting that I would view her posting it herself and saying she's teaching at Stanford. I think what she was doing was extracting equity. She was extracting equity from Wall Street Journal because she comes from a modeling background and so business elevates. She's transitioning and wants to be more respected. That equity mattered.
5: Mm.
0: Yeah. Got it? Why does it matter What's that? Why does it matter for her audience? It, because it changes the dynamics of how she's seen. It. it changes the conversation. It's in her vested interest. She's not, notice how she's not using Vogue or People Magazine, because she's already won that game. She hasn't won this game, thus she uses it.
4: Yeah.
0: It's value exchange. Yeah. It's not self promotion. That wasn't self promoting. Yeah, I'm not. No, no, no. I'm no. No, no. I think it's no, but I'm 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 not being critical either. I'm just high energy. Think about how she put po- she positioned it that way, but that's not what it was. Not in my point of view.
3: Yeah. The readers of the Wall Street Journal got something out of it.
0: Not the readers of the Wall Street Journal, my friend.
5: The Wall Street Journal itself.
0: No. Her, she got something out of it with her audience. She was able to change the perception to her audience on Instagram that follows her for being a model, yeah. got it?
5: Yeah.
2: The,
0: correct. She, that was a value exchange for her, yeah. right? It's why you see a lot of high-low happening in culture now. Yeah. 21 Savage having a meeting with Jeff Bezos is a value exchange for both. Why is Robert Kraft hanging out with Meek Mill? <laughs> yeah. It's a value exchange. For Meek Mill, he goes in the hood and in culture and gets to say, I'm mogul life. For Robert Kraft, he gets to say that he's on, he gets it, he's got flavor. He's contemporary, he's young. Value exchange. That's what's happening here. And that's why, if taking it a step back, the reason I've so over indexed is because my value exchange is I've figured out a way to bring so much value to people without asking for anything in return because I'm monetizing in other areas, not trying to get you guys into my $3,000 a month master class. It's It's why this is gonna be one of the only five colleges left pretty soon.
1: So is it self-emotion if it's within your
0: industry? Like, I'm trying to understand. You're so you, personally, off of two conversations, have it's to okay. think about, no, no, it's amazing. This is why I'm here. Like, You have to have a totally different conversation with yourself, which is you are valuing other people's opinions too much, you know? And and let me, and let me, and and this is back to, both of you have talked, you talked about the dynamics of women versus men and self-promotion, you brought up obviously being an African-American woman, listen to me. This is the most exciting, most passionable thing. Oh great, I brought it up. My mother is my hero, right? Like, like I went to a 94% African-American college of low income because I went to Mount Ida College just went out of business. Like I've lived a life that put me far more into places that weren't like I look like. You know, I grew up in Edison, New Jersey where all my best friends were Indian immigrants. Like I've lived a very great life to give me a perspective. This internet thing is the game. It doesn't care. <laughs> you have to understand how powerful this is. Watching all my most progressive liberal friends, which I'm an absolute social liberal person, be mad at technology when it is the unlock to the thing that they've always want. They don't. I mean, I'm like my friends. We've had it one way for 90 years, and you're not happy with the way it is. Don't you understand? This is the thing. So, so, you have. You're so caught up on this self-promotion because of the judgment and thinking there's, people think in, in fancy, respectful, finance, Wall Street, poly, fancy places, that self-promotion's a negative, it's just not. Let's start with that. And what people are doing in that world is they're disguising it. Let me tell you what's disgusting. What's disgusting is high net worth individuals going on boards of nonprofits to network with the other people on the board.
3: Yeah.
0: I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can't put the establishment on a pedestal. They've lost the leverage, and more importantly, they went about it the wrong way.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And once you make that chasm switch, Mm -hmm. and by the way, I don't take that lightly. Especially when you've been playing one way, it's very hard to unwind that. But whether whether I'm right or wrong, just look at what's happening in our society. If you think that 50 years ago, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, Matt Lauer's getting fired and Donald Trump wins an election, you're out of your mind. It's over. And so I recommend, and especially since you're so young, stop pandering to an establishment that was flawed and has lost its leverage. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's way heavier than you think, brother. I'm telling you. <laughs>
4: it's interesting, I think it does it fundamentally. This is a get with the program. Yeah. And,
0: and here's the yeah. best part, right? Here's the best part for me. I'm gonna be right, not because I'm smart, because I'm living so deep in the vortex. I'm just watching. It's already happened. This has already happened. This has happened. Yeah. This is not like it's coming. This is like if you look at every single thing that's happening, you think. The- Four old white guys that owned all of media in America were going to let Me Too happen twenty years ago.
2: <laughs>
0: what do you think is happening? Like, like when I when when my women entrepreneur, I, I invested a lot of female companies like six seven years ago on the back of knowing that they weren't getting funded properly. It was like a business thing. It's not like because I'm the most noble man. It was just like stupid. I, like for me, it's like I don't care who you are. Like we're this is business. That's the last thing you should be thinking about. Like, so a lot of my girlfriends are like Gary but cool and they, you know they'll be in my vortex they believe in a lot of stuff but like man but like but they're like yeah but guess what cool Gary but I still can't get funding from VCs I'm like so don't take money from VCs they're bad deals anyway my friends this whole thing we're in right now it's had a great run and it's really cool and I'm super happy for it but it's in deep it's in deep
1: Three, four minutes. and How then we'll have to wrap
2: them up. How do you engage international audience? Because oh.
1: I grew up in China, and I'm hoping
2: in the future I'll do something in China, but I'm, currently my profession is still here in the States. Well, <laughs> like you should, Facebook, LinkedIn, well, this is my WeChat, very good.
0: Yeah, so my Weibo and my Facebook interpretation and my WeChat is on fire. My Facebook translation to Mandarin is my most viral thing that's going on right now yeah like the <laughs> I am like and Weibo is like Weibo's my fastest growing social network like I'm completely obsessed with obviously mainly on China back to like how this how a lot of things I think are gonna play out. Um, you could do it now. You could do it, at, it all Content. It's all content. Content is the gateway drug to everything. Yeah.
2: In that sense, do you have to tailor your content differently? Of
0: course. Because you have to reverse engineer the audience. So I'll tell you the best thing if you're bilingual, the greatest thing you can do is mix the content between English and your native tongue in one post mm. two others. It's like Spanglish is the most viral content on Facebook. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know why? Because it's authentic. It's how you actually talk. Yeah. Like, I speak, I'll start a sentence with my mom in Russian and f- finish it in English. Mm-hmm. It's how it is. Yeah. And that keeps going back to truth. So you can start that now. Everybody, That's Gary's the advantage.
2: All right. Well, thank
0: Thanks, guys. Thank you. Hey, podcast. It's Gary Vee. Super excited about another audio experience. This is a little bit more about music. Uh, go right now to Spotify. By the way, we need to put it on Apple Music too. Okay, good. Uh, Please go to Spotify, maybe even Apple Music right now, if my team can move fast before we post this on the podcast. Go to Spotify and search Monday to Monday. Monday to Monday. A song uh, was inspired by a meeting I had with Saba, uh, the incredible artist Saba Pivot, uh, uh, called Monday to Monday. But that's not what you're looking for, though you should listen to that song. You should scroll all the way down in the search in Spotify to playlists. And the first thing that will show up is my uh, Gary Vee Public Profile playlist called Monday to Monday. Every Monday I update it with some of the old school classics like Lionel Richie and Diana Ross and Millie Vanillian, Bone Thugs and Harmony. But for a lot more of you, the far majority, 85, 90% of it is new stuff that I'm listening to. A lot of you ask because of Daily V and just in general when I share on uh, social just my uh, my music uh, my hip-hop culture anyway nonetheless uh check it out go to spotify right now search monday to monday i'm gonna give you a second right now because i know you're running you can actually probably minimize the podcast right now open spotify search monday to monday to monday scroll all the way to the bottom playlists follow that playlist and get straight fire every monday morning.